This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Most Christians know that they serve a God for which nothing is impossible. If you have a need in your life, God has the answer to meet that need. Simply search His holy book where there are thousands of promises, a promise to meet every need, no matter how impossible. But it's not enough to hear the promise, know about it, believe it, or even confess it. You have to put your foot on that promise, claim that promise, and do what it tells you to do until you can reach out in faith and possess it. This practical six-day series entitled, You Have the Right to Claim All the Promises of God, addresses all those Christians who are hearers of the Word, but not doers of the Word, reminding them that you can't be a part-time doer and expect you'll get full-time benefits. So today, be a hearer of the Word, but also one doing something with what you hear. So I want to go over now to Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. Really important verse, and we'll talk about this for, uh, for the remaining time that we have together this morning. Jesus addresses this um, issue of, of the Word and being a doer of the Word. And in chapter 6 and verse 46... He starts off saying to his disciples, he said, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Let's just talk about that for a minute. Now notice he repeated, he said, he didn't just say, why do you say Lord? He said, why do you say Lord, Lord? In other words, why is there so much zeal with you calling me Lord, Lord, but you do not do the things that I say? In other words, you hear hear what I'm saying to you, you're hearing my word, but you're not doing it. You're not acting on the word. You see, folks, the idea is that the word, we don't just pick and choose the word and put it into our, our whole life needs to, you know, or the whole word needs to just take over our whole lives. Our lives need to take on the word of God and be shaped by the word of God. And this is what Jesus is trying to teach here. He said, why do you call me Lord, 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 but yet you don't do the things that I say. You recognize me, you recognize me as Lord, you recognize my authority, but you're not taking the word seriously that I speak, because if you took it seriously, you would act on it, you would do it. You wouldn't just say, I know it, I hear it, I believe it. You would actually do the word. And that's why I labor, you know, as a pastor, as a minister, to try to encourage people in the word of God. So that you will do the word, not just hear it, not just say you know it, but that you'll begin to operate in the word, fashioning your life after the word of God. Now, now he uses this story. Let's read it through and then we'll go back and make some comments. But he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, 
I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who had heard and did nothing is like a man who built his house on the earth without a foundation against which the streams beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Now isn't it interesting that Jesus uses this analogy of a house? Well, you've got to remember that Jesus was a carpenter. That was his trade. He built things, right? So is everybody here this morning? Right? He built things. So he uses the analogy of a house. Now he understood something. And if you're a builder, you'll understand this. The strength and the integrity of that which you build really depends upon the quality of the the material you use in that house or in that building, in that structure, right? If I went out and said, I'm going to build a house, everybody, and I go out and I get some dirt, mix it with some water and throw a little sand in it and pack together a foundation and go get some sticks and put put some sticks in that foundation and take some grass and throw it over the top and say, there's my house. You'd laugh. You'd say, that house isn't going to stand because it's what you put into that house can't withstand the elements. It can't withstand the rain or the wind. It's going to fall apart. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, he, he likens, now if you read this version in, in Matthew's gospel, he says this, he's, he gives the, the analogy a different way. He said, this, this, is what a, this is what a person is like. I will liken the person who hears the word and does the word to a wise man who takes the word, hears it, and does something, builds his house. And the storms come, the flood comes, the rain comes, the lightning flashes, the thunder crashes, the rain comes down, it beats against that house, and that house does not fall, it stands. Why? Because it was built with the right material. It was built with the right material. You're building a house. Your life is that house. What is the material you're using to build the house? Hopefully it is the word of God. Because Jesus said, if you hear the word and you start to do the word, it's building your house with the right material that's going to withstand the tests of time, the storms, the dark days, the not so good days, the hard days. The difficult situations. But if you built your house with the corrupted wisdom of the world, which most, a lot of believers are doing that. You come to church, you sit in church, you listen to the word, you don't act upon the word, you go back into the world and you live your life just like the world. You're still running your life on the corrupted wisdom of the world and you're wondering why every time a storm comes your house is ready to implode. Why your life falls apart. Because it's not built with the right material. The right material is the Word of God, but the right material is not only hearing the Word, it's putting it into practice in your life. Every time you put the Word into practice in your life, it's like affixing another girder, another beam, another brick with mortar. And now when the storm comes, it can beat as hard as it wants to beat. The rain can fall, the floods can rise, the, the wind can blow, the lightning will flash, the thunder will crash. But your house is not going down. It's going to stand the test of every, every bad situation. Why? Why? Because you built your house on hearing and acting on the word of God. 
You hear it and you do something with what you've heard. So he says, if you hear the word, let's read it again. He said, but you call me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? And that troubles me as a pastor because I hear a lot of people, I believe, I believe, oh yeah, I'm saved. Well, that's about as far as we go is that you got salvation, but you ain't got nothing else. And God intends for you to have it all. Am I helping anybody here today or am I just, am I just preaching to myself? Some of you may say, well, this is basic. Yep, it is basic. Very basic. You know why? Because you need to hear it. That's why it's basic, because you need to hear it. I'll tell you why you need to hear it, because in the process of building your house, you've gotten a couple of bad loads of lumber. And you're trying to use the bad loads of lumber because you're trying to cut some corners. Because it's easier to just use what you got instead of really hunting and finding what you really need. And the structure is going to suffer for it. So we got to go back. And we got to talk real and keep it basic. Get rid, send that trashy material back to where it comes from and get a fresh load of God's word and start using that to build your structure because then your structure is going to be really firm and secure and it ain't going down the next time the wind starts blowing. When the word says to forgive, you can't hold on to unforgiveness. When the word says to love, you can't walk around with hatred in your heart. When the word tells you to be generous, you can't walk around like a cheapskate. You're not doing the word of God and you're not going to have the results. The results won't be there. Yet God intends for every one of us to have the results. He wants us to be blessed, right? So, whoever hears the sayings and does them is like, according to Matthew's gospel, a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the streams rose and the floods came and the rain crashed. But that house did not go down. It was built upon the rock. Let's go over to Psalm chapter 1 just for a minute. And the same idea is in this Psalm 1. And it says here, listen, listen to this. Psalm chapter 1, Old Testament for anyone who may be unfamiliar with the Bible. That's the front of your Bible, Old Testament. Your Bible has two testaments, an old and a new. It's a complete book. You can buy them with red letter, but you'll only find red letter in the New Testament because the New Testament, red letter signifies it's the word of Jesus. You will not find those in the Old Testament in the New Testament. All right. So let's read Psalm 1. It says, blessed, and that word blessed means supremely blessed, overwhelmingly blessed. Blessed in every sense of the word. How many people like that? Blessed is the man, I want to walk in the blessings of God. And I do, and I will continue to. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And that word counsel, first of all, means advice or advisement or counsel. But it would be advice. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And that would be those who are morally wrong, ungodly people. And that's why I say you've got to be very, very careful because a lot of us are getting our information, getting our counsel from a worldly source. And that's not going to help you build a strong house. 
That's not going to help you get the promises of God operating in your life. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The scornful is one who makes scorn, or to, it means to mouth at, to yak, 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 always has something to say, a word of criticism, word of judgment, a, a, a strong opinion, always mouthing. Mouth, get around the mouthy people, get them out of your life. Tell them sometimes you've got to look at mouthy people and just say, shut your mouth. Just be quiet. Why don't you just be quiet and learn and listen? He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What's his delight in? In the law or the word of God. And in his law or in his word, he meditates day and night. In other words, day and night. He's just fixed on the word like, man, let me, let me read it. Let me consume it. Let me understand it. God, help me to under, help me get into practice in my life. I have to stop being a hater and be a lover. I have to stop being a judger, you know, stop judging people and have more mercy towards people. I have to humble myself so that I don't see one verse says you got to be careful of this. He says, he who humbles himself will be exalted, but he who exalts himself will be humble. I've got to learn to humble myself so that God can exalt me in due season. Come on. Are you with me? So he says, he says, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he meditates day and night. And that word meditate means to speak to oneself, you know, like get the word and just start talking it to yourself. You know, I'm a doer and not just a hearer. Thank you, Lord. Help me this week to do, to do, to do the word. You know, I'm a giver. I'm a forgiver. I'm begin to speak what the word says about you. And he meditates in the word day and night. Now notice what the results are. Sort of like the house that's built on the word. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, for the one who meditates in the law of the Lord, just like the one who builds his house by hearing and doing the word, That one's going to be like a tree planted by the river. In other words, you're going to be forever connected to the water source. That no matter what season you're in, cold, hot, snow, heat, whatever it is, drought or abundance, whatever it is, you are eternally connected to the water source so that no matter what, whether it's in season or out of season, your tree is always giving forth fruit and is lush and is green. That's what it is. No matter what's going on around you, you're going to just stand there and bloom. No matter what's happening around you, your tree is just going to give forth life. That everything you do, everything you place your hands to, everything you touch, everything that you get involved with is going to prosper and abound and grow and be successful. Why? Because you have delighted in the law of the Lord. You've not taken the counsel of the, of the ungodly. You've not sat in the seat of the scornful. You're not listening to those who oppo- oppose God and speak uh, lies and speak untruths and, and, and are 
operating by the world system and the world's wisdom. You've now connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to the Word Eternal. And now it's beginning to cause your life to prosper and to abound. That everything you touch, everything you get involved with is going to abound and prosper and do well. Come on, somebody in the house. Some of you have been living too long with that corrupted wisdom. Thank God you've come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and of his holy word. And now all you've got to do is meditate in it. Operate in it. Do it wherever you hear some condition. Give and it will be given. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Humble and you will be exalted. Whatever the promise, believe it, act on it, do it, adhere to it, stick to it. Confess it, say it, believe it. And it will produce awesome results in your life. You can't keep operating like the world and think you're going to get godly results. But if you'll do it, if you'll do it, confessing the word, take all that negative stuff that you're saying about yourself and about your situation and turn it into a positive confession based upon God's word. If you say to the mountain, it will be removed. You can't just look at it and try. say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you shall, shall say, you shall have whatsoever you say. So be careful what you're saying. You shall have whatsoever you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Speak in line with God's word. This is going to be the best day of my life because God is in the center of my life. My life is in the hands of God. Only good will come to me because God's blessings are upon my life. Begin to confess what God's favor is toward me. Wherever I go, doors of opportunity open to me. Whatever is going on in your build it upon the word of God. And then, and then do. You know, you can't live in sin and think that you're going to walk in blessing at the same time. You can't have a sinful life. Now, we all have trouble. We all have ups and downs. We all have, you know, we all sin. I mean, we're, unfortunately, we're never going to ever not have some activity in our life because we live in a corrupted world. But we can overcome it. We can rise above it. And even though maybe we may think some thoughts we shouldn't think or do some things sometimes we shouldn't do, forgiveness is always there when we come and repent and ask God his forgiveness. And we mean it. And then we pick ourselves up and we continue to walk in the ways of God. Is everybody with me? Everything you lay your hands to shall prosper. But you've got to be a hearer. And not a hearer only, but a doer of the work. Come on, put your hands together one more time. We're going to end up right here. This is what's revolutionized my life. This is what's turned my life around and upside down. Is that I have purposed to the best of my ability to do the word. To believe the word. To believe what God says. To not operate in the corrupted wisdom of the world. Can't act like the world. Don't get your cues from the world. That's why you ought to, let me give a commercial here. That's why you ought to be in church. Thank you for the two and a half amens. That's why you ought to be in church. 
Don't give me that weak amen. Now, I'm probably preaching to the wrong group of people because you really struggled to get here today, and I appreciate that. But you need to be in church, right? Tell the people that aren't here, you need to be in church. You need to get the word. You need to be filled up with the word. You need to be encouraged by the word. And then you need to go out and do the word. Go do it. Don't just listen to it. Start acting on it. Because unless you do, the principles will never, never start to work in your life. You'll never receive the benefit of them. The only way you'll receive the benefit is when you start to act on it. Put them into practice. Wherever the Word teaches you to do something, do it. Just do it. Just say, do it. Turn to somebody and just say, do it. Turn to somebody else and say, do it. Just do it. Sometimes, you, you know, it's difficult because you're so used to doing things the wrong way, it's hard to get it corrected and do it the right way, right? Like, Here's, here's an example. Are, are you all, all alright? When I first started several years, five, five years now, when I really actively got involved in working out and becoming very serious about getting healthy, and I've always been serious about it, but as far as exercise is concerned, more than just running on a treadmill, I wanted to get into weightlifting and movements and things that I wasn't you know, used to doing. Or you know, I did them, but I was doing them wrong. When I, when I first started working with the trainer... And first time he said, well, do some push-ups. So I got on the floor and I thought, wow, this is great. You know, I banged out 10, 12, 15 push-ups. And I was so proud of myself. And he stood up and said, you know, you're doing them wrong. I am? Well, that's what my coach taught me, you know, back in high school. You know, just get there and, you know, do a, do a, uh, do a crunch. So, of course, you know, you're doing it wrong. Really, but that's what... So then he taught me the right way to do it. And you know, it felt weird at first doing it the right way. Because I've been doing it the wrong way so long that doing it the right way felt wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It felt totally wrong. Like this, this doesn't, this is not right. My body doesn't want, he said, don't worry, just keep doing it. Eventually your body will catch it. Just keep doing it. You know, put your shoulders down. Because a, a lot of times, you know, you, you do a push up and you're doing it like this and don't put your show. No, but that's hard. It's uncomfortable. He said, yeah, I know, but when you start doing it, eventually you're going to get it. You're going to start doing it. And boy, you know, now, now that I, I've learned how to properly move my body and to do exercises correctly, it's amazing what I can do. It's amazing the results I'm getting. It's amazing how much it's changed me because now I'm doing it properly. And that's how it is with life. Many of you have been doing it wrong for so long that it feels right. And the minute you start doing it God's way, it feels weird. And it feels like it's wrong. But if you will trust God's word and trust what God says and do it God's way, eventually you're going to start to see the results that you're looking for because now you're doing it right. You can't build your life on the corrupted wisdom of the world, the corrupted knowledge of the world. And think that you're going to have godly results. Start doing it God's way. And you will see the results. Does that sound good? Praise God. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.